Next up, we have an interview I did with the artist Lisa Heller. She actually performed at TCNJ on November 16th in the Student Center. And I sat down with her and talked about some of her new music, her story, um, becoming a musician at a young age. And this is how our conversation went. So can you just introduce yourself for any listeners who don't know who you are? Yeah, my name is Lisa Heller and I'm an artist and singer and songwriter. Um, I make sad girl pop music, I call it. And um, yeah, I write music. I'm from Connecticut and I'm based in LA now. Nice. So yeah, you said a little bit about your sound you describe as sad girl pop music. Is that kind of, I feel like that's kind of having its like, I don't know what you'd call it, its peak as of right now. Do you feel that? Yeah, I definitely think it's having its moment. Um, I think genres are so interesting because I think they're important so that we kind of understand um, and can kind of categorize music in a way. But at the same time, I don't think that genres necessarily cover everything that music is. So while I identify my music as sad girl pop music, I do think that um, there's some deeper stuff there, like from my personal experiences that make it my own and maybe not exactly the same as all of the other artists. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever want to like branch out from that or is it like, do you plan anything like that in the future? Yeah, actually um, I've been working a lot with some different um, writers and producers and stuff like that. And even in my live show, we've been doing kind of this mix of pop rock and people are always really surprised because like our set is a little bit more just um, eventful and upbeat than the music that I have out right now. And I think that that is kind of um, directing me to create more music, like produced music that way in the future. So I think there's definitely going to be more and more variety as I keep creating music. Nice. So I read on your website that you started music at 13 and it was a creative outlet for anxiety, um, which in- it was interesting to hear because like someone like me, I feel like s- singing would cause me more anxiety. So was it like, a <laughs> unique thing for you? Yeah, so actually um, the reason I started doing music wasn't to share with anyone else. It kind of was just like my own thing that I would do alone in my Uh, parents living room and I I actually was scared because there's no door on the living room like it's just like a big entryway and so I used to like play super super quietly and stuff like that but I did feel like I had my own space to kind of just create music and in in a way it's kind of more like journaling so the performing didn't come for a little while after that so I get what you mean I think I would be um, also really scared at 13 to like perform in front of people, but it's definitely where I got my start and was able to like start learning more about myself just by writing songs. Mm-hmm. So you started writing also at 13? Yes. Yeah. That's when I started writing. Um, I've always been in like choir and stuff like that since I was little. Um, but yeah, just my own writing was at 13. Do you have any songs that like you were conceptualizing at that point that eventually made it to like songs you've released now or were they all like stuff you're embarrassed about? (laughs) Most of them are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wrote this song. Um, But some of them, 
I don't know. I think that like a lot of my songs, like I would write something and then change one part and then change another part and then change the last part. And then I start with one song and then like five versions later, none of the original stuff was even in the final version. So I'm sure some of my songs actually are from like previous versions that I wrote when I was younger. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, but I think most of the stuff that I wrote when I was like 13 isn't going to see anyone listening to it anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you started at 13. When did you get to your first actual performance in front of like a large crowd? Um, I played Rockwood Music Hall in 2015. And I remember literally emailing their um, promoter directly. And I was like, this would be my first show. (laughs) And I, I played like their small stage and it it was like crazy. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm playing a show in New York City. And um, that was like my very first, I'd say, show ever besides um, having some like choir performances and stuff like that, which are very, very obviously different. Yeah. But um, that was like my first show show. And then um, my first big show was actually in 2018 when um, I was asked to speak and perform Um, with this organization called I Can Help and they um, it was at the Texas um, convention for high school students and there were 5,000 students there and it was really cool it's definitely like the most people I've ever been around in one time and like performing in front of so um, I did one song and I spoke first and then I did that song and honestly it like it was like kind of crazy because everyone held their phones up and that's definitely never happened to me before and it was just like crazy to see a sea of phones um for a song I was performing honestly Mm -hmm. like um a few years before that I never would have had the courage to do that and never would have even imagined I'd be able to do anything like that so um it just kind of shows that the music was that healing for me yeah so Moving on to your EP, it's called, Is Anyone Listening? Is that kind of, when you see like a sea of crowds, people like you obviously know, but when you thought of the title, was it something like, were you thinking like you write songs and you don't know if people are even there? Like, is it that kind of thing? Yeah, I. a lot of the times when I write, um, there's kind of multiple meanings. So for me, like, is anyone listening was like from personal experience, just feeling like the people I'm close to um, maybe not hearing like my opinion or where I'm coming from, or if I'm struggling, like them not knowing about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where the title originally came from. And that was before I was really performing because it was at the beginning of COVID when I wrote the song and I haven't, hadn't had that many performances yet, hadn't been on tour yet. This is all very recent that I've been touring and stuff. So um, I definitely didn't think like I'd be performing that song to such a big crowd um, asking if they are listening, but um, I guess it applies there too. And I also think that um, it's an important message. Like it actually started, the reason that the, the title track is anyone listening started because um I posted a little snippet on TikTok and people really loved it. And then um, it kind of got like the best response of anything I've ever posted. And so because of that, I finished writing the song and then decided to name the EP that. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's kind of where 
the song came from, but um, it also applies to my personal life as well. And now I get to sing to a lot of people asking if they're listening. So yeah. kind of full, full circle moment. Yeah, I feel like it's so interesting that it can be like interpreted in multiple ways. Cause like, the, yeah, like I said, I was thinking like, I feel like if I was releasing music, I'd be like, are people even listening to this? But also like people around me. So mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. So you said you started writing um, in the beginning of the pandemic. And when did you finish? Um, yeah, that EP, uh, we started, I think I started around the beginning of, well, actually Red Flags, I started writing a little bit before the others. That was the first song done on the EP before I even know, knew I was going to make an EP. <laughs> um, so that one, I think I wrote in 2019, actually. And then the, uh, the whole rest of the EP came together pretty much mostly over FaceTime, actually, really? during the pandemic. So mm -hmm. I think we started around like summer of 2020 and mm -hmm. finished. Um, we were still wrapping up the EP as the first few singles came out. So it was very like last minute. We were just like, oh, we have to get everything together. So um, yeah, I think we finished it like, I don't know, a year later from where we started. Do you think, um, like, was the writing process, like writing in 2019, obviously pre-pandemic versus like over FaceTime, was that more of a, did that like kind of stunt the growth of the EP or did it cause any issues? Well, the crazy thing is um, Megan Williams is someone who I write with a lot and four out of six of the songs we co-wrote co together and we have written other songs together previously as well. And we always work over FaceTime because she's not based in LA. We just oh. like, we originally started working that way anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, like her being like the writing partner I've worked with the most, I think your question before about like anxiety about performing in front of people, I think that that allowed me to like actually write without being as scared and like openly just like saying, cause in a way, I don't know, I just feel like, being alone in my room, even though I have someone, someone over FaceTime, like allowed me to um, just like relax and get in that the right mindset to be creative. Yeah. And so I think it actually worked to our benefit in a way. And then um, the two producers that produced the whole EP also, are, they're based in Nashville. So we also did everything over FaceTime. But honestly, again, I think it helped because if we were in person I might have been more anxious to speak up about oh let's change this sound or like I picture this here um so that like allowing me to be alone in my room in a way I think like allowed this EP to really like shine in a way yeah so you mentioned um is anyone listening you got some responses from TikTok were there any songs when it was released that you got like a unexpected reactions to yeah, um, Red Flags, I was really surprised that it, like, really connected with a lot of people. Um, that one was more, like, when I originally wrote it, it wasn't going to have a, such a serious tone, I think, but it was kind of like, F you, like, this, like, I have Red Flags, I'm owning them, like, kind of thing, but then um, it connected with an audience on TikTok that was more um, just, like, still dealing with mental health struggles and stuff like that which I think is really interesting and I think 
is important because um, a lot of the youth now are definitely struggling, especially on ones that use apps like TikTok, that yeah. they're creating communities um, of people who are dealing with um, hardship and stuff like that is really important. And that's what happened after I started posting about red flags. Nice. So have you been noticing that like, do you think TikTok has been like a large part of your fan base or is it just like introducing new people to you? Yeah, I think um, a few years ago, I started building on other places like Spotify and Instagram um, and Facebook, just uh, Facebook specifically for my hometown, but then more recently Instagram, stuff like that. But um, TikTok has definitely been the biggest supporter of like finding new fans and introducing the music to new people. So I feel like Instagram, you can post something and maybe only a small percent of my followers would see it. But like yeah. TikTok, I could post something and then all these people who have never even heard my name or heard my, any of my music at all um, can just suddenly become a fan. And that's pretty cool. So yeah, I think TikTok's definitely like on this EP and the new music, it's like made the biggest impact. Yeah, it's so cool. So your most recent single is So Fixed. When did you start writing that one? Yeah, so I actually wrote that with my friend Mira Housie and she produced it as well. Um, so we like, it was honestly amazing how quickly it kind of came together. Um, we were just in her apartment, which is right down the street from mine in West Hollywood. And we just were like, I was like, I just want to write a song about how I just always seem to like self-sabotage for no reason. And then literally within an hour, we had the whole song written and it was already like the production was just coming together really quickly as well. So it's kind of crazy because some songs take like revisions and revisions to get it where it needs to be. But that song, like in one day, it was already almost finished. <laughs> um, wow. So it was exciting. And yes, yeah, so that was about, I'd say like two months ago. And then we got it mixed and got it ready for release. Nice. So in the future, do you have, do you have like a future album in the works or do you think you'll just do like singles for a while? Yeah, we have a lot of music that I'm working on right now. Um, I'm really excited. I'm working with new producers as well as the ones I've already been working with who are awesome. Um, so like there's a lot of stuff in the works right now for 2022. That's like our big focus right now. I have a few songs that I'm really, really excited about that I haven't even announced yet but um I know I have a really good feeling about them and I know that an album is coming it's just a matter of when yeah can you give us any hints about the new songs <laughs> um sure so uh there's this one song called Cheetos and Coke and I've actually performed it live already at a few schools but um yeah I'm really excited about that one it's just honestly the most honest song I've ever written in my life and yeah it's a uh, really deep it talks about some body image and eating disorder type of stuff that I haven't like been super super open about yet even though I try to be very open about just struggles I've had in the present in the past and stuff um, so that one is the most direct I've ever been about stuff like that and I really that one is the one I've pretty excited about <laughs> um do you have any collaborations you think that would be on the album um not currently well actually I'm working with um a few of my friends on a song 
we haven't finished it yet, but I'm super excited about it with uh, my artist friend, Clara Zim, who's also based in LA. And some of my producer friends are working on it with me. Um, and yeah, that collaboration I plan to release as well next year. So. Nice. <laughs> Who would be your like ultimate dream collaboration if you could have anyone? Uh, that's a hard choice, but honestly, like someone I've been a huge fan of recently is Chelsea Cutler. Um, mm -hmm. She's also from Connecticut, actually, and I just love her style and like her honest songwriting and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. if I could collab with anyone, it'd probably be her or like honestly anyone from that crew of people like Jeremy Zucker, Quinn 92, um, Alexander 23, all of them are awesome. So probably any of them <laughs> do you feel like you your music is kind of like a reflection of the music you listen to I think it I definitely draw inspiration from um those artists and like there's a lot of kind of like playlists I listen to like fresh and chill on Spotify and I actually made my own playlist called sad girl sessions and it's a lot of like music in a similar genre but um, whenever I'm writing something it almost like I go to this place where I'm not even thinking I just like let the music flow so I think that while inspirations can like help um, it's almost just like it's coming out of like a deeper place that um, I can't even honestly explain in words but I know it's coming from me somehow somewhere so that's yeah. where it's coming from yeah <laughs> That's so beautiful. Um, do you have anything that you want to promo for the station? Um, sure. Yeah. So um, I'm Lisa Heller on Spotify, Lisa Heller Music on Instagram, and I will definitely share Cheetos and Coke with you soon. Also, when I'm on campus in a few weeks, um, we're doing this kind of interaction with students that involves Amir, and we're talking a lot about Cheetos and Coke in person. So I'm very excited to be on campus. And we've been like walking around on all the campuses during this college tour we've been on um, and just like connecting with students, talking about mental health and body image stuff, and, like how positivity is really important or like body neutrality is also really important. Yeah. Um, so I'll be talking about all that stuff before the show. Anyway, I thank you for your time. It was a great interview and I look forward to seeing you on campus. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited for to see you and for the show.